Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. One of the things where we really get off track is we we like to pray polite prayers. And I don't mean we shouldn't be respectful, but we're kind of like whining to everyone else. And then, you know, we kind of say to God, bless mom and dad and everything's fine. Amen. And that is not a way to do battle with the enemy. That's not a way to get to know God either, because it's like with our best friends. If you never told them anything, they wouldn't know you. Welcome to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about the messy, less than perfect, but real stuff of life. My name's Jill Savage, and I'll be your host. I'm so glad you're here. Well, hello, friends. I hope this finds you well. And if it finds you in a hard season or even just a hard day, I want you to know that today we're going to talk about hope. We need hope. We need to know where to find hope. And we particularly need to know where to find hope in the Bible. Sometimes we even need the hope-filled truth to be delivered in a variety of ways. And my guest today does that through her music. Jenny Owens became a household name when she won the Gospel Music Association's New Artist of the Year Award a little more than 20 years ago. Three Dove Awards later, Jenny has sold over a million records over the course of her career. Her music has impacted both Christian audiences and mainstream audiences, even at the Sundance Film Festival and the White House. Jenny's the author of a brand new book called Singing in the Dark, Finding Hope in the Songs of Scripture. So hope is what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to the No More Perfect podcast, Jenny. Oh, thank you for having me. It is so lovely to be with you. Oh, love that. Now, where are you tuning in from? Where do you live? I live in New York City, uh, but I've been traveling for a few weeks, so I just got home last night, so it is super great to be home. Uh, But yes, I moved here about three years ago from Nashville, where I lived for a really long time. So it's a totally different world, but I love it a lot. Really? So you are in the city itself? Yes, I am in the city, oh. right near Central Park. <laughs> wow. Well, this uh, this country girl, I don't think would appreciate that. That's too much noise <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's a lot of noise. It's a lot of noise. <laughs> a little quieter in my neighborhood, but it's still a lot of noise. Yes. I bet. I bet. So, you know, I'm a firm believer that everybody has a story and you certainly do. So could you give us a little overview of the Jenny Owen story? 
Sure. Uh, I was born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi, and fell in love with music, gosh, probably before I was born, but definitely by the time I was two, I was playing piano, started writing songs at seven and kind of sorting out, you know, my world and my love for Jesus and, and music. Um, and did that until I ended up going to college uh, at Belmont University in Nashville and majoring in music and thought I was going to be a music teacher, but instead ended up uh, getting a deal, a publishing deal and a record deal as a songwriter. And uh, so the rest, as they say, is history. Um, but I also lost my sight, my eyesight very early on in life when I was just three years old. Um, I had, I was born with poor eye conditions. And then I had a, um, a surgery that the doctors hoped would actually at least stabilize the vision I had, but instead it, it took all my vision away. But mm. my parents were wonderful about saying, go out and keep doing what you were doing before and just play. And I was too young to be afraid, really. You know, I just kind of met the next thing head on. So I was climbing trees and riding my bike and scaring our poor neighbors. And it was great. And I you know, <laughs> just learned that the sky was the limit. Oh my goodness. Wow. And you know, sometimes when those, you know, we would call that a tragedy when those tragedies happen, I think for any parent who would experience a child losing their eyesight uh, would consider mm -hmm. that a tragedy, tragedy, but they, uh, your parents really the way they handled it is still making a difference in your life today, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes, they definitely uh, taught me to have a can-do attitude. Uh, mm. They taught me not to be a victim. I've had to relearn that a few times because it's easy to be like, well, it's not fair. They're not doing whatever, you know. Um, but my parents were great about, um, you know, kind of teaching me how to be independent, especially my mom. Um, mm -hmm. She just, she kind of said, you know, this is how the world is going to look at you. So it's up to you what you do with that information. And I, I remember uh, as a 12 year old, um, de desperately longing to wear makeup. And so one day she said, okay, I'm going to let you learn to wear makeup, to put on makeup, but you got to promise me you're going to do it often. <laughs> like you're going to do it every day. And I was like, duh, I'll just put it on all, all day. I mean, I don't care. I'll, I'm so ready to do it. And of course, what she knew that I didn't know was learning how to, you know, apply makeup properly and do count the number of swipes and make sure you had it even on each side, you know, and, and use the brushes properly was going to be really hard. And but she knew that it would probably be a skill I would need one day or want to have one day. So mm -hmm. sure enough, three days into the process of like trying to get my eyeshadow right, I was like, this is dumb. I'm, I'm done. And she's like, oh, no, you're not. We, we're doing this because <laughs> if you don't do it, it will be people will think it's because you can't, even if it's just because you don't want to. So she kind of taught me just, you know, gave me a very realistic view of how the world would view me. And she was right. And um, now both of my parents are kind of like, OK, where are you? Like, I'm so independent that I have to remember <laughs> to, you know go home and see each of them. And yeah, so it's, oh, it's fun. I love that. And such a reminder of the impact of our leadership on our kids. I mean, really parents are leaders. And yes. I, I think a lot of times we don't think of ourselves as leaders, but parents are leaders and your mother led you well, your parents led you well. And I, I love Absolutely. that. I love that story. You know, they did. 
One of the things when I was kind of exploring your website, uh, getting ready for our interview, I ran across some YouTube videos that you have created called How I See It. And oh my goodness, there was one of them was how you put on makeup as a person without sight. And I was, it was fascinating. There was how you count money, um, how you get around, how uh, you follow someone when you were walking. Um, Yes. Those were excellent, Jenny. Uh, Talk about those. What made you. you decide to, to make those? You know, I realized at some point, like, I I guess even when I began doing music, it was very important to me to not lead with my lack of eyesight, you know, to not Mm -hmm. kind of make that be the headline everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I didn't actually talk about blindness often, which was fine. I mean, the fun thing about that was people were like, I liked your music. I didn't know you couldn't see. Um, And I, I was very thankful for that. But on the other hand, I realized that kind of what happened is that people just didn't even know um, they, they wanted to ask questions and they didn't know if it was okay to do that. And they were curious about different things. So I began to sort of collect the questions that I had heard from folks over the years and try to answer those in video and just really practical things like, how do you walk outside? How do you cross the street if you're a blind person or how do you cook? Mm-hmm. Um, or, oh, yes. you know, uh, how that you... was one I loved it, You, you cooked brownies on the video. Oh yes. 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 Making brownies. Yum, yum. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So all kinds of stuff like that, where I think people are just curious of how you could possibly do it because most folks think of blindness as just being very, you know, disturbing, like deep darkness, which it's truly not if you, if you live with it every day. I mean, I don't even see darkness. So there's a sense in which, you can adjust to anything that you are given to learn to live with. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it's not like if, if you turn the lights off or, you know, it's not like if someone, you know, tomorrow just put a blindfold on you. My life is very, very different than that. I've had lots of time to, you know, acclimate to not being able to see. Um, so I wanted to just kind of help people understand that as best I could. Um, yes. Yeah, I love that. Well, we will make sure and put a link to some of those videos in the show notes page for those of you that are listening. If you'd like to check them out, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they're they're short. They're three minutes. Each one of them is right around three minutes. So they're even great to watch with your kids, your grandkids. We actually have a cousin's camp coming up where my older grandkids are going to come and spend three days with us. And I already added some of those videos into my curriculum for cousin's camp. So fun. uh, We're going to watch those together. I love that. So Jenny, I read this on your website and I loved how you said this. You said, most people think my greatest life challenge is blindness. I've been blind since the age of three, but that isn't my greatest life challenge. My greatest challenge is doing battle with the critical voices in my head that distract me from what's most important. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I loved that. And I think so many of us can really relate to that challenge. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um, Well, I think exactly like you said, we all know what that challenge is. Um, We have voices that 
a lot of times have come to us through dark seasons in our lives, you know, through difficult times. Maybe it's the words of a parent or a teacher or, Mm -hmm. you know, just maybe an an older adult who is an influence in our childhood. But they're negative words, uh, doubtful words, words that bring fear, words that uh, sort of for me, the words are always um, about kind of striving and, and being, you know, trying to trying to be loved for what I do and trying to be useful in the world. You know, there's certainly, uh, as a visually impaired person, there's a stigma that you don't really have much use. So there's always this drive to be helpful and useful and and needed. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we all have that, whether we have a visual impairment or not. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I have been learning is not only do we have to have some songs on repeat in our minds that drown out those voices, Uh, But in order to do that, we've got to learn some different songs so that we can have them repeat in our minds. And so that's really just become important to me to learn words of scripture, words of hope uh, that really just change the way that I think. Um, But the only way they're going to change the way that I think is to just kind of meditate and, and breathe them in and think through them all day, every day. Yes. Yes. You know, I just saw an Instagram reel um, the other day and it was a real simple one. And somebody said that she had asked God, why do I still struggle with uh, the pain in my life that I have been talking to you about in, you know, for so long? And she said, God replied, it's because you have spent more time rehearsing your pain than you have rehearsing my truth. Absolutely. 100%. I would agree. I've talked about that a lot in singing in the dark. Just we have to rehearse God's greatness. We have to like, and and it's a practice and it's a new practice. It's like, you know, when we, when we are working on something like eating healthier or learning to exercise, or when we, when we instill any new practice or habit into our lives, Mm -hmm. it takes effort, right? Mm -hmm. And so somehow with God, we just think everything should be easy, but there is discipline involved. And yet the spirit helps us through that. And on the other side of those early unsteady steps, we really do learn uh, to rehearse his greatness. And it really does. I mean, I can tell you as someone who has just always had a low level of anxiety going in the background, Mm. learning to just sing God's songs of truth over my life has, has changed my life in endless ways that we don't even have time to talk about all of them. But, but it just, you know, when I begin to get stressed, I just, just grab some words from scripture and start to repeat them over my, my life. And it, it really does, you know, as I kind of, as, as the truth of what they mean sinks deeper into my soul, then I I'm able to, to let that anxiety go. Yes. Can you, can you share a, uh, a scenario, a time, uh, maybe it's been recent, maybe it was a while ago um, where, you were starting to get worked up on the inside and you caught yourself or that anxiety was raising on the inside and you kind of caught it. What was the process you went through? And then what was the truth that you began to move your mind to? Oh yes. Such a good question. Well, yes, actually. Um, Yesterday. uh, So I've been traveling for a few weeks now and uh, some of it was vacation, although I'm in, in school, so it's never really vacation because I have schoolwork all the time. <laughs> uh, some of it was vacation, but a lot of it was work. And I uh, still frequently go to Nashville to do work. So I had a pretty stressful, busy week of writing and then um, 
playing, uh, leading worship with a group of ladies yesterday at a conference in Nashville. And I think just the, there's a level of anxiety of, oh gosh, did I do a good enough job? Lord, I'm really not good at any of these things. And um, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. You know, they're just all these kind of thoughts that creep into your head, especially the more exhausted you are, you know? Yes. uh, yes. Yeah, so I sat down and I actually have, um, in, in addition to just kind of trying to memorize new scriptures each week, I just have a list of those scriptures that I want to memorize. Mm-hmm. And so when I got on the plane last night to come back, I sat, um, well, first during the afternoon, I just talked to myself about what is the truth that you have, you know, what is the truth that you have spoken to my, to my life. And I was kind of pulling up some of those verses in my mind and, and literally speaking them over yes. myself. You know, I will never leave you or forsake you. Um, I will praise you. My, so one of the things I've learned is that praise is, is the key to perspective. Like praise changes everything about the way that we're thinking. So um, like the beginning of Psalm 25 says, Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. So just Mm -hmm. thinking about those verses and then kind of going, okay, what are the wonderful things you have done? Um, And when I sat down on the plane last night, I just began reading through these scriptures and meditating on them, scriptures in my list. And one of my current favorites is um, Psalm 77, 6 and 7, which says, I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. And then my spirit made a diligent search. And then 77 says, will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at an end for all time? No, of course not. You know, so just Mm. thinking through these things and saying, okay, God, I'm bringing you my hard questions. Are you gone forever? And then, but then we know he is not, we know that he is always faithful. And that's what the Psalm goes on to, to answer. We, we give thanks because he is near. Um, and so, yes, so that's kind of part of it. It's, it's partly recounting the ways he's been faithful through the day, through the week, through, through the ages, you know, but it's also speaking these words of truth, you know, over our hearts and, and knowing them. And, and yeah, it really just, I, it's an amazing change for me personally. Just, I feel, uh, the change as I meditate on those words. Yeah. And, you know, to, to, to know those words is, I mean, we, we have to be in God's word to know those words. So we, we have to be opening up God's word. And, you know, and if you don't even know where to start, like, let's just say somebody doesn't know where to start, Jenny, what yeah. would be, what would you recommend would be a place for somebody who's really hardly ever opened up God's word and they don't even know where it's overwhelming to them. Where would you suggest yes. they start? Oh, uh, two places come to mind. Mm-hmm. One is first Peter mm-hmm. of all places, but I feel like first Peter is, um, it, it preaches the gospel in a very unique way because it's talking to people who are walking through a time that is in some ways very similar to our time, a time where the idea of Christianity seems like foolishness to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, but there's just, you know, there's a lot of suffering going on. And so Peter's talking to them about how, not only how Christ is faithful in suffering, but how we can be faithful in suffering. 
And I feel like it's really hit me as very plain language reading through first Peter. It's like, Oh, this is just, this is really great stuff. Um, But also Mm -hmm. the gospels. I mean, the book of John is very beautiful. um, But all of the gospels, the book of Mark is, um, you know, people, if they're just diving in may have some questions, but just to read the stories um, of Jesus's life in those books is really, really wonderful. Yes, I would agree. I think, well, Jesus was our role model. So he walked on this earth and he showed us how to handle temptation. He showed us how to handle grief. He showed us how to handle it when people were mistreating you. Um, And and so there's so much to learn by just reading about his life. I like to call the gospels and that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the first four books of the new Testament. I like to call Mm -hmm. those the biographies of Jesus. And they really, they really, we learn so much by just reading his biography, but I have never ever thought about recommending first Peter. I love that, Jenny. I'm going to go back and reread first Peter through the eyes of someone that maybe it's the first time they've read. Uh, that's, yeah. that's fascinating to me. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And you know, another thing that comes to mind is, you know, there are a few great websites. One that comes to mind is gotquestions.org. Mm-hmm. And so if you're reading through that first Peter or one of the gospels and you're like, I don't understand this part do a search there that that site has got very theologically sound and solid answers um from what i've seen and and there are some other a couple other sites like that as well that just have some pretty solid thoughts if you're going through and something is just perplexing you i would always say also it's wonderful to have mentors so if there's someone that you know as you're reading that you can reach out to who you trust and who knows scripture well um, then that that's also a great thing to do. But just um, as a, you know, in the moment of reading, if you have questions, go to visit gotquestions.org and, and see if, if you can find an answer there. Oh, good. I love that resource. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that honestly, Google uh, can be your best friend in understanding the Bible or finding verses. Like sometimes I will Google, what does the Bible yes. say about fear? What does the Bible say about um, hope? And there's some great, uh, you know, there's some great websites that just have Bible verses about fear or anxiety or truth or hope. So um, that can be helpful as well. So Jenny, let's talk just a little bit about your own faith journey. Um, So was you know, has faith been a part of your life? Was there a time where if it was a part of your life when you were a child, that it moved from your parents' faith to your own faith? Was there a turning point in your life that caused you to really want to seek God and his word? Talk about that a little bit. Yes. Um, I would say there've been several different turning points to several different moments of, of the Lord really bringing me deeper in. Um, I actually did asked Jesus into my heart, as we would say, when I was four. Mm-hmm. So at Vacation Bible School. And of course, I, I did believe he was there and he was my best friend and that I had, you know, failed, but that he loved me anyway and, and that I was covered with his grace. But I, you know, I definitely didn't completely understand what that meant at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was in middle school going through just some pretty intense bullying 
Mm. And I remember um, after one really hard day of that, my mom said to me, you know, Jenny, you know that Jesus is always your best friend, but there are going to be some days when it feels like he's your only friend and Mm. you can trust him because he has been through the darkness because he loved you that much. So you can tell him everything. And um, as a middle schooler, you're like, whatever. I just want friends. I don't, I don't know, you know, but that has stuck with me all these years. And I've been able to kind of fill in the blank as I've gotten to know who Jesus is of you can trust him because of this. And because of this, you know, because of who he says he is, because of what he did, because of that time when he, you know, loved and forgave Peter, even when Peter denied him, you know, that, you know, you can kind of fill in all the stories you know of Jesus and, and the account of his life and what he what he said to his disciples. And you can say, I know that he's faithful. Um, so I feel like that has grown in my heart. There have been certainly some times, you know, when I was on the road for the first few years of my uh, music career, I really burned out and uh, I, I was not going to church locally as much. Oh, I mean, I was going when I was home, but not really involved. I was just, you know, I was kind of like, well, I'm at other people's churches all the time and just didn't Mm -hmm. have energy for that. So there were a lot of things that sort of contributed to burnout and to not having, not being connected to the Lord in the ways that Mm -hmm. I would have wanted to. Um, But then he, you know, even through burnout and through brokenness brought me back to him. And, um, you know, I have learned what I need to do to stay, to stay connected. So yeah, there've been definitely several times where I have felt him just kind of challenging me to, to come closer and to move toward him. Yes. Yes. What do you think is really key to living in God's strength and not our own every day? And I think that is the biggest temptation that most of us face. Well, for me, the key is you got to start the morning by reminding yourself of your need for his strength. So I think that means reading about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it means praying to him, crying out with all your weaknesses. You know, one of the things where we really get off track is we, we like to pray polite prayers and I don't mean we shouldn't be (laughs) respectful, but we're kind of like whining to everyone else. And then, you know, we kind of say to God, bless mom and dad and everything's fine. Amen. And that is not a way to do battle with the enemy. That's no. not a way to get to know God either, because it's like with our best friends, if you never told them anything, they wouldn't know you. Mm-hmm. So um, of course, God knows everything in our souls, but for us to trust him with those things, we have to lay those things out before him. Yes. We see that time and time again in the Bible and, and great examples of that in the Psalms. So I do think uh, part of it is just learning how to talk to him. And then how to listen to him through his word, you know, that's, and then of course, having people around us that we can, even one, just one person that we can kind of be really honest with and who we know will pray with us and hold us accountable. And yes, just, just carry us. Um, I think that's, that's kind of the first steps to, to finding his strength. Yes. Yes. Well, let's talk just a little bit more about your, your new book, Singing in the Dark. You know, I know as an author that every book has a story. There's experiences that kind of lead up to going, you know what, I need to put this in a book or I need to, it's time to stop dinking around about this in my head and, and get it down so that I can share it with others. 
tell us a little bit about the story of the book. What's it about? Why did you write it? Uh, share that with us. Singing in the Dark is about, um, it, it basically answers the question, how do we find hope uh, in our difficult times, in our dark times? Maybe darkness for you is not, maybe maybe you're not going through a hard time. Maybe it's just a lack of clarity. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that this side of heaven, we can't see Jesus face to face and sit down and hang out with him and say, what should I do about this? So there's, for all of us, an element of darkness. Yes. But I do think there's a tendency for us to think, um, especially those of us who have been uh, in Christians for a long time, or those of us who have been in the church for a while, we kind of think, man, knowing Jesus should mean that I don't have to suffer. Um, and so how do I, and it, that's not true, but, mm-hmm. but how do we, how do we find actually hope? How do we find the ability to sing in our difficult days? And so I um, share stories of my, from my own life where uh, I have learned uh, how to do this, or, or I'm continuing to learn how to do this. And I also share 10, uh, I call them songs from scripture. They're not all literal songs, but 10 uh, stories and passages from scripture that kind of show us, okay, how did this person learn to sing in the dark in this difficult situation? How did God teach them? How did he empower their song? How did he draw them closer to him uh, in this song? And and what can we learn from that for our own lives? So every chapter has um, a prompt where you can either write your own song or write your own prayer of response to what you've learned in the chapter, what has touched your heart. And then also with each chapter, there is a, um, an opportunity to, to learn a song that God sings over us. So to learn a verse from scripture, um, actually there's, mm. there are two verses in each chapter, uh, to learn. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a combination of personal testimony, but also at the center is, is just the biblical story, um, of, okay, this is how God has spoken for thousands of years and continues to, in many cases, speak in our lives now. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. So it sounds like if somebody doesn't know where to start biblically, your book Mm -hmm. would actually be a good place because you're going to lead them to some scriptures that will, uh, that they can begin to move uh, into their head and their heart and to focus on and which will really introduce you uh, to where to start to go in the Bible. I love that. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. Hopefully that will be a, an encouraging place to start. Yeah. So uh, before we go, uh, let's talk a little bit about your music. Um, so <laughs> let's say somebody hasn't listened to your music before. Um, tell us just a little bit about what's important to you as a songwriter and as a musician. Sure. Well, I uh, have been a singer songwriter and a piano player for quite a while. So I love soulful music and also just thoughtful, reflective lyrics. And you can hear both of those things in my music. Um, I also love to write songs that encourage us in our faith. And I also love to write songs uh, that could be used to share faith with others and to encourage them toward faith. So both are very important to me, and you can also hear that as you kind of listen to my music. But I, I'm always thinking about um, just what does it mean to find hope in whatever we're facing? And so pretty much all of my songs deal with some aspect of that. 
Oh, I love that. So if somebody's never listened to any of your music, where would you suggest they start? What album, what song, what would you suggest? What would they look up? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> that's so hard. Well, we, I've released, um, I've actually released a couple of projects this year, but there's a project called Expressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's volumes one and two. Um, if you liked those little round things with holes in them called CDs that some people still actually like, you can find <laughs> that on my website, but you can also find all the projects anywhere you download music. So Expressions Radiant and Expressions Wonder. Um, and that's a pretty good overview of kind of, uh, both the acoustic side and the more fun kind of pop side of what I do. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a worship album that came out this year called Sing Hope in the Darkness. That is um, like me singing with some some folks and sing, we're singing together and it was really, really special to do. So um, those probably, all of those projects would give you kind of the the range of things that I do. Okay. Oh, that's great. I think that'll be very helpful for our listeners. We'll make sure and put links in the show notes. So uh, if you're listening, you can check out the show notes and uh, get over there uh, very easily. Well, uh, Jenny, where's the best place for people to connect with you online, on social media? Where do you hang out? Where can they, where can they find you? Yeah. Well, um, JennyOwens.com, that's G-I-N-N-Y, JennyOwens.com is my website. But of course, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Jenny Owens Music is Facebook. And then at Jenny Owens is Twitter. And Jenny Owens Official is Instagram. Gotcha. So Jenny, as we come to a close here, this has been such a rich conversation. I, I want to thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your stories, your wisdom, your experiences. And thank as- you for having me. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. As, as we kind of come to a close here, would you be willing to pray for, uh, those that are listening, uh, that are right now in the dark and, uh, and they want to move, uh, out of that place of darkness or, or they want to learn how to sing in the dark. Would you close us in prayer? Absolutely. Uh, Lord, we praise you because you are the God of the universe. Mm. You are the God who sees all Yes. You are the God who is great and you are the God over the great, but you are also the God who knows every single detail of our hearts, of our lives, of our problems, yes. of the things that, that are weighing us down right now. Lord, we thank you that none of it is hidden from you. We thank you that you care about it all. And we thank you that your desire is for us to come and walk with you and that you want to carry our load. And Lord, I pray that for the listeners right now, that that all, because all of us have some load that we long to lay down uh, and to give you, Lord, I pray that you, by your spirit, would give us the ability right now to, to be honest with you and say, I can't carry this alone and to lay it on you. Um, I just have the picture of either bringing that load and laying it at the foot of the cross or laying it on Jesus' shoulders because he says, Um, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And Mm. so Lord, we know that you can carry it. And so Lord, we pray right now that you will help each of us to take steps uh, toward leaning on you, um, not on our own understanding, but on you. I pray that you will send us uh, people to walk with us on our journeys that help us to learn how to trust you more. And Lord, I pray that you would help, um, 
birth a song in our darkness uh, for each of us, Lord, that you would teach us how to sing of your goodness, your faithfulness, your hope, no matter what we're facing. Mm -hmm. And we ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so that you don't miss any future conversations. We also want you to know that we have three free eBooks for you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. You can also find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over at jillsavage.org slash podcast. See you next week for another not perfect, but very important conversation about the real stuff of life.